This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Happy? I am happy. You stirred that pot real good. I could have stirred it a little more. I could tell. And that's why I interrupted the way I did. (laughs) (laughs) Interrupted. I was. I'm from the government. I'm here to help. Well, here's more help. Here, here's more help on the way. Oh, Coffee. he'll really be helpful. No, no, he's believe me. He's a he's a player to be named later. You know, he's like that guy in the trade <laughs> you've never heard of when they trade athletes. He's that player to be named later. Anyway, so how long have you been involved? How'd you get started in politics? Oh, I got mad. <laughs> uh, over what? Oh, no, it had to be an issue. I'm sure. Well, quite honestly, I had a I had a small business on Main Street. And where? In Savannah, Illinois. Savannah, Illinois. Yeah, a little small river town in northwest Illinois. Yeah, you did a real good job with the riverboat in Dubuque, by the way. I want to appreciate you. Uh, that went bankrupt, did it? Not the only riverboat ever heard in East of Dubuque that went out of business. Well, uh, that's probably because my Uncle Mike at the time probably was a bartender and either gambled it away or drank <laughs> it away. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> you remember the boat I'm talking I about? I do, Silver Eagle. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Yep. Yeah, the Silver Eagle yep. went right. I've never heard of a boat going bankrupt, but the Silver well, Eagle because of your uncle, probably. Okay. Yeah. So this wasn't stirred you interest in politics. So what happened on Main Street in Savannah? Well, uh, I couldn't have a sandwich board on the sidewalk. Oh, heaven! Uh, so I had to join the city council to change the ordinance. <laughs> And you did. And I did. A unanimous vote? Uh, I, I believe so. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And so then from city council, what's uh, the next stop? So then I became the mayor of Savannah. Mayor of Savannah. Mayor of Savannah. Oh, congrats. And, no, seriously. And man. then I uh, uh, flipped a Dem district and became a, a house a state rep. How did you do that? Seriously, how did you flip the, the what were the issues that able to turn it around for you? Well, I, I really think it was just being present and um, outworking the, the state rep that was there. Uh, quite honestly, I, I, th- I think oftentimes when representatives are in office, um, they take things for granted uh, when they're here and they just assume, especially when it's a, a, a when it leans one one. If it leans Democrat or it leans Republican, sure. you just assume that it's always going to be that way. And this was what we call a D plus six. So it leaned Democrat. And so you just assume that you're you're going to be OK regardless. So um, and that's not the case. Uh, people vote uh, for um, who's present and who they like and um, who they believe in, and so that's that's what happened. I heard Speaker Welch yesterday talk at the lawn or maybe at the rally. I'm not sure. One of the I heard him on a little excerpt on a radio station saying that uh, the Republicans in the House just refused to cooperate with the budget. They just didn't offer anything and wouldn't get together, mm-hmm. and uh, just didn't uh, had no support whatsoever on uh, what the budget eventually was. Yeah. Your take on that? I call BS. Okay. You called the BS, all right. Yeah, we tried. You know, when I walked into this on January 11th, on inauguration, you know, I came forward with a speech and, you know, use us, use the Republican Party, let's come forward. And I knew that they were having some issues. And, you know, since he's thrown me to the wolves, I guess I don't have any problem throwing him right back in. So, um, you know, we had a lot of private conversations and, and we came forward, wanted to be good players, you know, the governor could have had a, a bipartisan budget. He could have had 40 Republicans uh, on the budget. And we couldn't even get to the point to tell Welch what our Republican priorities were. We couldn't get beyond what our shared priorities were. Um, and uh, that's unfortunate because we asked for a budget. Um, are we going to see a budget? And uh, Welch said, well, how many votes are you going to put on it? And I said, well, what is the budget? Are we going to see a budget? And we kept going back and forth on how many votes are we going to have. 
and he said, how many, um, I, I, and he's, I said, are we working on the governor's framework? Because if, if that's the budget, we can work on that. And he said, how many votes? And I said, finally, what do you want? And he said, I want your leadership team. And I said, do you want to work uh, with a new leadership team next year? And he said, oh, you'll be fine. And I said, I can't promise you that unless I see the budget. And uh, we, we that day had a, supposedly we were going to have a meeting that afternoon. Nobody showed up. We were going to talk to the budgeteers that evening. Noreen Hammond and I waited till 9.35 that evening, saw them leave the parking lot. Going to have a meeting the next day. Didn't have a meeting. Um, so when he sat there on the floor and said, you know, you needed to put votes on the budget. And yesterday when he said all we did was say no, well, of course we said no. We didn't have any piece of the budget. We had no negotiations. We had none of our priorities. He was completely um, not transparent. Um, and so much so, he wasn't even so with his own caucus. In his caucus, the day that he announced with Harmon and Pritzker that he had a deal, he sat in his own caucus and said, we don't have a budget yet. We're almost there. A half hour later, he announces he has a budget, and his own caucus hadn't seen it yet. He said also yesterday, and I can't, maybe you can't speak for him either. I know you can't, but what do you think he meant when he said, well, the Republicans just want to take us back? I don't know where back to the future. I don't know what, what do you think he might have been referring to when he says Republicans want to take us back? I'd rather not say what I think. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather not say what I think. If, if, if it's what I think, I think he's a horrible person. Really? Uh, it, that intense with you. Yeah. I, I, I think he, if, if it's what I think, I think he's a horrible person. And I think uh, I, would, I would be strongly disappointed in who I think, who I thought he was. Uh, Leader McCombie, how long have you been in the General Assembly? Uh, this is my seventh year. First there year's were, leader. There were some Democrats who I know pretty well that told me, Republicans are going to, uh, assuming I vote Republican, which I do in the primary, uh, that you Republicans are going to rue the day that Mike Madigan is no longer speaker when you see how this chamber is going to change. Oh, the chamber's already changed. Were they changed. right? Were they correct? Oh, the, the chamber's already changed. Uh, you know, Speaker Madigan wouldn't have drawn a map to, uh, um, the speaker wouldn't have drawn a map that would have drawn out um, one or two Hispanic seats. Uh, the speaker wouldn't have drawn a map for 77 Democrats. Um, the speaker wouldn't, uh, Speaker Madigan, yes. he, he, he wouldn't want chaos in the chamber. Um, speaker Welch has announced in his caucus um, that he wants 84 seats now. So he wants complete control. Um, he has felt uh, a taste of power and he wants complete and total control. And I think this is interesting. We have 40 seats in, in, the, in the House. I go to 34. That, that doesn't hurt my caucus. That hurts the Democrat Party. And that hurts the residents of Illinois. You think things are crazy right now? You wait then. And it's going to get more progressive. It's going to take out any moderate Democrat in the state. They're going to be primaried. There's going to be complete and total chaos. You're going to see you're going to see a divide between the Black Caucus, the Hispanic Caucus, the Asian Caucus, the Mod Caucus. You're going to see complete and total chaos, and you're going to see his leadership challenged. Mark my words. What's the message Republicans must have statewide to make in a difference in the House, Senate, or even in a statewide race? 
Republicans have been, you know, we have always just done our work and been very quiet uh, here in Illinois. We, we don't get involved in, you know, all of the garbage that goes on on the national front. And the governor keeps bringing, you know, some of that forward. You know, some of the things that he said, it was funny. Uh, we were, um, we've got a, a, a comms chat this morning, and we were going over some of the things that the governor and, and Welch and them had said yesterday. And, and we were literally Googling what some of the stuff he said. I'm like, what is he talking about? I'm like, what is, what is, what is he talking about with lasers and green M&Ms? And, 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 and one of them said, I don't even know Candy wore shoes. I'm like, I just found this out today. What are you talking about? And so it's just like this crazy stuff that they try to keep coming forward, you know. And it's just, we don't get involved with that, right? So Republicans in Illinois, you know, we talk about the issues that matter truly around a kitchen table. Um, it is so expensive to live. It's, a, it's like 49% of your income right now just to, have, to live in your home. Um, it, it's it's like last year at this time it was like four hundred dollars. You spent four hundred dollars in July. This year you're spending over seven hundred dollars. Um, it's it's things like that that matter. Um, the the constant that the government wants to take over raising your children and that is happening. Um, whether it's in our schools, whether it's about health care. Uh, and these are things that it doesn't matter about your politics. And this is what's going to uh, bring folks whether you're an independent. Uh, a moderate Democrat or a Republican that are going to bring people over to the uh, Republican Party. Things on the left are getting so nutty. Their policies are getting so over the top that folks will come um, come back to the Republican Party. I'm, I'm sure of it. Tony McCombie, thanks. Yeah, thanks for I having me. Will you come back and visit with us sometime? Anytime. Thanks. Anytime. I'll come back when I pick up this table. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Good luck to you. Thanks. <laughs> You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.